0: Market prep, everyone Spencer Israel, Joel Khan, and Dennis Dick. I know the video didn't have sound, I apologize, but I know you can hear me and I can hear me, so we're good to go. Uh, on today's show, uh, it's pretty quiet. Uh, it, it's been a relatively quiet couple of mornings here, a couple of en- evenings in the after-hours session. Uh, we've got a couple of earnings. Uh, we got we're going to talk through the confusing Nicholas stuff from yesterday. There's a lot of weird. Uh, weirdness going on around Nikola and GM, and we'll do that with our guest. So we're going to bring our guest on uh, early to talk about Nikola. Then he's going to go away for a while. Then he's going to come back at 8.35. Our guest is Brent Slava. We haven't had Brent on our show in a very, very long time. Brent is, of course, the head of Benzinga's News Desk. He used to join us very regularly on, uh, on prep. He hasn't been, been on our show for a while, so we're going to get Brent on. We're going to talk through the news. He's much better at talking through the news than I am. Uh, and so Brent will join us early for the Nicholas stuff, and then we're gonna uh, see him a little later at eight thirty-five. Uh, so we got an exciting show today. Very excited to have Brent on. Uh, before I throw it to Joel, I want to remind you all to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, show us some love in YouTube. We appreciate that. And now, Joel, tell us how we're doing here in the overnight trading session. After I unmute you, because you're on here.
1: Good morning, Joel. Joel's still on mute. He uh, Joel's still know on how mute. To Get himself off mute, Joel. Joel, look at the mute button. Look at the mute (laughs)
2: button in the corner. You've only been on this show for seven years. There we go. Good morning, Joel. Do, 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 do. This is a volatile puppy.
0: Yeah, I apologize for the no sound. I was having, uh, again, I'm running the show from like multiple computers here at my house. So, anyway, moving on. We don't have technical
1: difficulties anymore. This is like technical difficulty Thursday here. All right. Start over. Start over fresh. (sighs) Here we go. Spencer did his
2: intro. Now we're throwing it to Joel. What's the market look like here overnight, Mr. Alcana? We got some red. Uh p futures follow through on that week close down seven and a quarter handles at 355775. Uh, we're off the pre-market low of 42.50. I have no major daily lows until we get closer to 3,500, but I don't know. I think maybe we'll just bounce around today. Pre-market high, 73.75. I wish I could say I had a number up at that level. Uh, let me share my screen here, too, and we'll get everything working at once. Uh, Crude, well, it's down 20 cents, but it was down more. It was down at 41.26, got a little bit of a rebound, Down 20 cents at 41.81. Gold continues to struggle here, down 13.80 at 18.60.10. Silver joining in the uh, decline, that's down 5 cents at 23.95. And Bitcoin, uh, a quiet day, so uh, not really, $800 $800 range, that's up $130 at 17,815.
0: All right, Dennis, what are you seeing this morning?
1: uh i'm looking here a lot of chop this has been a choppy session this seems to be the story here as of late i mean there's been a lot of chop and like we've talked about the fade trade has worked very well that continues to work you know unless you're fading those little ev stocks because those just continue to go higher but you know Boeing, a a classic example yesterday where you had the stock and it was rallying like hell on the The max, and we were skeptical on this show. I mean, I was like, "Who's going to buy the planes? And what's the good news? What's the catalyst?" I mean, this is really, you know, what trading and identifying is all about. You know, a stock always wants something to look forward to. So when you all of a sudden get all the good news out there, it's like, "What's Boeing really got to look forward to now?" We have the max approval, and we know there's probably nobody buying the bloody planes. So what you have is, okay, well, now it's way up. Now what? Now what's going to be the next driver? Because we've got the max approval that, you know, we knew we would eventually get, and that would be a catalyst to drive it higher. So all the good news priced in, nothing really to look forward to. The stock opens at its high tick of the day, two twenty three oh yeah. two. Um, It was higher than that in the pre-market. That was the high tick. So if you shorted that open, you took zero heat. And the stock was, it came within, you know, came in seven points in the first seven minutes and just continued to leak all day. So now, you know, you've got to pull back here on Boeing. And if you are so inclined that you got to be in these reopening stocks, you got to think maybe a little bounce to 200, maybe the first time there. But it's it's a complete really re- reversal from yesterday. So now you have all kinds of people caught. So it's not nearly as simple to just all of a sudden go back up to 220 because you have all everybody from yesterday that was buying that news is like, "Oh man, why am I down this? I don't understand. It was great news. Why did the stock go down?" Because all the good news was priced in the stock, it went from 160 dollars a week and a half ago up to 223. So yeah, whoever bought it yesterday at the open top ticked it. That was the high. Wasn't there even somebody that upgraded it yesterday? And we were like, they're going to top tick this. Was there somebody was, that upgraded Boeing yesterday? Was it? Or was Boeing? that a different stock?
2: Um, no, it was not Boeing. That was not Boeing. That was not it was Boeing. Something else. I do remember you saying that.
1: Yeah, I remember them. The I, okay, show. we got to figure out which stock, which stock that was because I'm curious which one they were top ticking. Yeah. But, I mean, this is what the markets are all about. Oh it's yeah, identified. I'm
0: sorry. It, it was Baird. It was Baird.
1: It was so it was Boeing.
0: Yep. It and was I Baird, said upgrade. Baird
1: upgrading the stock here and now. I believe I said they're they're probably going to top tick this, and they absolutely did. So you know, understanding you know the catalyst that you know was now gone and all completely priced in. That's why you get this whole buy on rumors, sell on news we talk about often. You'll see a reversal on the actual news because the stock all of a sudden has nothing left to look forward to. That's so you always Heyman want too. a catalyst. You know, in Tesla, maybe we should take it over to Tesla because yeah. Tesla has the catalyst. We talked about this. I set it at 450. I think it's going to make new all-time highs. It pulled back, gave you a little pullback down to 440 and blast off zone. And now we are within striking distance. And I'm going to go out on a limb here, which isn't really a very long limb, and say Tesla is going to make a new all-time high today.
2: What a what a well-timed uh, upgrade. or Was it an upgrade and price target change or just a price tar- target raise by – Are you going uh, back to Boeing? Yeah. No, no, no. For uh, Adam Jonas did this in Tesla oh, yesterday. Oh, Jonas. Yeah, the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> What's up, guys?
1: <laughs> Brent. I'm hopping. Brent's in. hiding in the background. He just comes right in, in. here. He's he
3: just comes in. in. The Brentster. Dennis, I was listening to some super old pre market prep shows like from oh, like 20, 2014 oh, And we I would bad. just like I would just like sneak Painful. in. I would just be like, What's up, guys? So that's kind <laughs> of what I'm doing now. Brent was the
1: only thing that was good about twenty fourteen. Me and Joel were terrible <laughs> back then. Go back for fun and listen to Joe us Young. Joe and... Young was, even was pretty good. Joe Young was always good. Yeah, Joe Young. Joe Young and Brentster made the show. Me and Joel just tried to like talk some numbers and stuff. And we get all flustered. We even had to do, remember we did like uh, that voice coaching me and Joel, because we were so bad with the girl in right. Chicago, right. just to Joel, try to speak a little hey. bit better. Like, I'm just a trader. i don't talk. I don't well, the talk
2: uh, The best was, is when we first started doing it and we uh, had to get it on the thinkers. We were, we piped it into the thinkers some platform. Joe used to go into one of the conference rooms And like, what did he? Do you remember? It was like a. It was like
3: a piece of Tupperware.
2: And like he 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 (laughs) held the show up to like a. It was in a different room, and he had to hold it up to like a microphone or something. And he
3: like put a piece of Tupperware (laughs) over the headset, so it would like. Oh my gosh. And. And (laughs) Anyways, I I I jumped in because your guys' discussion on Boeing and Tesla and.
1: Oh, it, you got you, thoughts you, on all this.
3: Yeah, yeah. I always got thoughts, Dennis. Well, it, I was just going to try to take you over to Tesla anyways, but yeah. you, you took it there anyways. Boeing was a classic sell the news moment, right? Yes. And and this, we had this cool discrepancy, I think, to, to check out. Uh, we had Boeing, which we knew the 737 Max was going to be approved at some point. We didn't know when. So when it happened, they sell the news. Tesla, we knew Tesla was going to be joining the S&P 500 at some point, right? And so, to me, that was also a classic sell-the-moment news. Okay, they're going into the S&P 500 now, and look what happened to the stocks. They moved in the exact opposite directions, right? Because
1: the catalyst is still there because the event is still coming. And that's the difference is that the Tesla event is still coming, and everybody has it to look forward to now. So it has, like, all the excitement. It was the same as the five-for-one split. Even though it was announced, the event was still coming, and that's why Tesla had this – W- wicked thirty percent run after they announced the split. It just kept running and running and running and running and running. And then the split happened, and then the stock fell like a day after that. It wasn't the, the first day because they wanted to take the people who thought the sell on news. They want to hurt those people mm-hmm. too. They sold it off on the second day afterwards. So, so I would say the same thing here. You have one. You have seasonality working in your favor because everybody loves buying stocks in November and December. And then they're saying a December twenty one on the S and P five hundred ad. You have that to look forward to. And I don't think they shake this for because people, you know, it's such a big ad, you know, and you can talk to these effects too, Brentster. Like, I don't even know. I've been doing, you know, and and watching SP ads for a long time. And, you know, obviously, when they're asking the public how to do it, it's so big. I mean, this is, you know, uncharted territories and people are going to be talking about this. Everybody's expecting the indexers to just have to buy the boat. So I think Tesla could even run for the next month ahead of this event. I don't think it's going to like seven, eight hundred dollars, but could it go another hundred points from here? It absolutely could. Doesn't make sense from a valuation perspective. It hasn't made sense forever. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about valuation on a story stock. If there's a story, the story will carry it. So those people arguing like Einhorn, who is still short the stock and just getting murdered on it. Um, you know, he's been short for years on valuation. Einhorn, valuable lesson. Valuation does not matter when you have a hot story. When the story cools off or goes ice cold, that's when valuation matters. One day, valuation will matter on Tesla. But this story just remains hot. It continues to find catalysts. Elon Musk is so inventive. Think about, you know, he's going to come out with something else. He'll be doing something different again. You know, he just keeps coming with ideas that continue to drive the price, regardless of valuation. So that's the difference, Brentster, is basically yep. the catalyst is still have some to Dennis. come as opposed to, in the Boeing case, the catalyst is like, okay, well, who's buying the planes? And there you crickets? go. Nobody's exactly. buying these planes. All the airlines are in trouble. Nobody's buying those planes. And thus everybody starts thinking like that. It's like, oh, oh, well, even the max is approved. It's like, oh, well, you know what? There's a lot of indexers to come in and still buy Tesla. And that's why the story probably remains hot. I would be buying pullbacks if you know for trades on Tesla um, in the foreseeable future. I what, think the stock goes much higher.
3: What kind of volatility are you going to see on that December twenty-first rebalance, Dennis? Like it well, could be literally all the way till that day, right?
0: Well, Brent, it depends how they add it, right? Because if they're going to add it in pieces, if they're going to, because hmm. uh, in the in the release and the announcement, they were soliciting feedback because they don't they've never added a stock that's this big before. Yeah, so. Whether they add it in pieces and they start the week before, finish, wow! Finish the the twenty first. We don't really know yet, but um, it, it'll be like whatever, whenever they do it, you have to. That's the days. It'll be reflected on on a Monday, right? So the Friday before, where the twenty first. So the eighteenth is going to be like the day when all the shuffling happens uh, for the funds. And if they go the week before, then it'll be the week before that, the eleventh. But I don't know. We don't really know how they're going to do it yet. So depending on how they go about adding it, I assume they're going to announce it. At some point in the imminently before before the uh, the ad date, but we don't mm-hmm. really know. So I imagine fireworks either way, but we don't really know how they're adding it yet.
3: That is a so that S and P uh, addition to I don't know, Dennis. I don't know if you know exactly when that comes out, but like on the Dow Jones S and P indices website, they will announce these changes at 5:15 and they and you don't know what what day they're going to announce them. They could announce It's always at 5:15. It's always at 5:15. I'll That's give you the know. I'll give you the URL. I spam it every day. We need to get like some automation running to like just hit that keep hitting that thing each day, but it could happen once a month, it could happen four times a month. You don't know which day it's going to be. So just I guess a little tip out there for the users, I would expect that the way that it's going to be disseminated, what Spencer's describing, I would expect that that is going to be announced on that website at 515 at some hey, point in hey, the Brent, next month Brent, yeah drop
0: that drop that link in, in here sure. and i'll i'll put it in our in our uh, in our chats
2: okay sweet yeah
0: that, that's that, that's some great insights from Brent Slava right there Where's what, like,
2: what we wanted to talk about with them? We wanted to talk about the GM and uh, we
3: didn't get there yet, Joel. We, we, we okay. Get okay. There. Okay. We're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. Brent, Brent's dropping knowledge right now, and uh, the five pretty- fifteen. Yeah. I always
1: knew it came out around five. I didn't know it was exactly five fifteen every single well, time. Well, so that
3: that's the thing. I don't know if it's a little bit of latency on my side. I've had a couple other uh, guys on the news S try, and they they usually get a range. It. I usually start like refreshing the page around five fifteen, and sometimes I'll refresh it until five eighteen. If it's after 5, 18 p.m. Eastern time and there's no updates and I just dropped the URL there for you, Spence, then I'm like, OK, we're not going to get a change today.
1: Do you Wait. want to know a cool tool for a refresh that Google has? Do you know the Google auto refresh? Do you? Use um,
3: that? I don't think I know. it. No. Yeah. I, me, OK, Dennis. so
1: cool tool. Go just show That's this. Spencer. Called, you cool can tool? find it quickly. Just Google yeah. Google auto refresh. And it's a tool you can put on your browser and it will nice. automatically refresh a page as often as you want. Is it called Easy Auto Refresh? Auto Refresh uh, Plus? I think I used to be Google Auto Refresh. Um, okay, I I use it lots of times on a static page. Mm-hmm. So cool tool. We're giving everybody a cool tool here today. Google Easy Yeah, Easy Auto re- Refresh, I think that's it. Sweet. So you can yeah, add thanks, that Dennis. to your browser. It's just a Chrome edition. Yeah, there it is. It's a Chrome R, you add. You add to R. Chrome. Show it, Spencer.
0: I'm I'm pasting Brent's link in in chat right now. Can just you show know? the
1: actual Easy Auto Refresh. Like right. just Google it. Just oh, take no. open a browser. Oh no, oh, no, show no. Do it. Go Google Easy Auto Refresh, and you'll see yeah. it. I I use it all the time on a static page. So you just got to watch because sometimes if you use it too much on a page, there you're hitting their server. And, and sometimes you know uh, you so, could actually get blocked <laughs> so if you hit something just continuously all the time it's taxing whatever you know the server i know <laughs> like, that like and they could actually it. i've been blocked Believe it or not, I've been blocked from a different site before, and I won't say which one, and you won't say which one either, Joel. But I've been blocked <laughs> for using auto refresh too much. I left it running for like six months straight on some site, <laughs> and and then it just like stopped me from seeing the site forever. So, Wait, uh, so are you going to watch when you just abuse the auto refresh button because it's hitting some server? And I, we're not going to say which site it was. I know I'm not. But I was hitting a website and I kept abusing it. I had it set for three seconds, running twenty four hours a day, seven <laughs> days a week, for six months straight. And I just left it running and I didn't even think about it. The auto refresh was just going. And eventually they just like blocked me from that site (laughs) because they didn't want me hitting them at three o'clock in the morning with the auto refresh. So there's a cool tool for you though. We're giving out tools here today in pre-market prep. So you can throw that on the S&P. Just don't run it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because they might just actually stop you from seeing that.
2: And it wasn't the Pentagon,
1: okay? (laughs) It wasn't the Pentagon. It wasn't Trump's Twitter account, Although I have used it on Trump's Twitter account lots of times. So not Dennis, <laughs> you're giving away button. all your
2: tricks, man. Don't give That's away. That's a all good your... trick
1: right there. Look at this. Is money it's, we're giving away. It's here, not
0: a folks. good trick anymore, unfortunately. No, now <laughs> everybody knows.
1: Everybody knows the auto refresh. Those are for static pages. You nice know, Benzinga Pro is not static. It continuously updates. So you don't need to um, obviously run auto refresh on Benzinga right. Pro.
0: Okay, uh, Brent, you know, Brent, why don't you just hang out with us, man? Uh, just... just hang out just hang
1: yeah. out with us minute. Oh, like, man, I... I got stuff to do today. He's got to run that news desk. Okay,
0: I, actually, I was it's, hoping... It's
3: so quiet. It's so quiet today. The guys, hoping, the guys are holding it down.
0: I was hoping, Brent, you could talk us through this GM Nicholas stuff because it was really confusing, and I'm not quite sure I even understand what was happening. So maybe you can walk us through <clears> this. What There was like a, a report. There was like a page on gm's website that was updated that that wasn't
3: accurate so the key with these i mean and so what i was asking dennis a little bit earlier is like let's talk let's like expand into these rumors these kinds of rumors maybe a little bit more generally after we talk about this one so the key for these kinds of rumors and the the nicola uh gm yesterday is the circulation that's a very deliberate use that uh, deliberate word that i'm using there uh circulation it's going around trader communities we don't maybe care where it starts from but some trader community out there or a group of traders started circulating this information among communities and it was a url i might even be able to pull it up here really quick it was a url to the gm yeah the gm it, website it, here. it was like on gm's main investor relations page it was along the banner at the top that like scrolls through stuff and it was and it said uh it said our future our future vision for ev basically and if you scroll down a little bit there was a comment in that page that said uh gm signed a deal with nikola signed keyword there in quote and and this got passed around and this is what's moving the stock. this is a new piece of information is what that community alleged and so the stock started rallying if you pull up the you got Here. it up there. Oh, yeah. Pull Here. up Nicola
0: there, uh, Spence. I, I, I'll, I'll pull it up. Um, I got it. I got it up there. Uh, well, and I, it, I don't I'll, know I'll if, if that,
1: I, I actually pulled up that URL from Benzinga Pro, and I don't know if that was a new. Um, so there you, know, you go, Dennis. They started circulating it that look, it's on the site now, but it could have been yes. on the site weeks ago. And it wasn't like a specific article <clears> to Nicola. <throat> I was just showing Nicola technology. On the GM site, and then they started circulating the, it that oh, the, look, they must have signed the deal because look, it's on the it's on the site. The deal. So when this kind of stuff happens, I mean,
3: I like this kind of stuff because I get to like put on my my real life reporter hat and like right when this happened, and we're like looking at this and we're like, well, there's no timestamp on this. No. Do we know when there this is? Yep. And a little trick that I like to do is if a piece of content doesn't have a timestamp, I'll copy paste it, Google it. And usually Google will give you a pretty accurate index. It was five hours ago, it was five days ago, it was five years ago, whatever it oh, was. Cool. Couldn't do that for this here. It wouldn't give me the index on Google. So we're like, wasn't this, this was already out before. So right then I like jump on the phone and I call GM. And I'm like, I, I call the GM uh, investor relations and say, you know, it's Benzinga. Do you guys know what's going on with this website? People are trading, are circulating it. Investors are circulating it. And it looks like it's it's moving Nikola. Do you know if anything got updated on the media slash investor relations site? And I talked with someone at GM and she was like, "We, I don't, I don't think anything's been updated. I was like, okay, let me send you back some, let me send you some information that we're seeing. Get back to me, you know, as soon as you can kind of thing. Uh, as I'm waiting for, for, the response we see a bloomberg headline that says nicola says no no change in their relationship no change in their relationship with gm somebody from gm gets back to me shortly after she confirms and another guy from gm confirms no change in their relationship from from nicola and so we reported the comment from gm at about 10 30 or so and you can see there was a little bit of a sell-off but kind of more likely it really was just Nikola like trading in this range between between like 24 and 25, if you ask me. Uh, and then, so, you know, the key here is Nikola shares closed the session higher or whatever it was, 20% higher. Yeah. So despite what seemed to be a pretty clear rebuke of what initially got the stock moving, mm-hmm. it di- didn't, it didn't, traders didn't care. They so didn't let, sell it back off. They didn't sell it back off. And so that's where I'm kind of like, You know, maybe we can maybe we can shift into how do these kinds of things happen, like kind of a bigger picture discussion of how do these kind of things happen? I mean, Dennis, why didn't you know, why didn't it sell off after a couple sources rebuked the information? And and it did
1: have an initial. So it did. It ran up to twenty six and then it did sell back off into the twenty three handle. But the spike was already happened. You had shorts now spooked on this. What's the short interest on Nikola? Oh, Dennis, we're going to have a race. Yeah, it's a race. Or he used to do this. Me and Brent used to always race. I race Spencer now. But anyways, a race to see the uh, short interest in Nikola because this headline Dennis. would spook shorts. So now you have a little bit of a short squeeze going, too. It, the, no
0: short, it, the short interest data on stocks like Nikola isn't always available.
1: Right. No. I have 11. I don't know how okay. updated that is. It's it, a hard thing to grab. Sometimes. I don't know what you have, Brentster. I, I, can't, I, believe I
0: can't believe it's only 11. percent I,
1: I, I would think it's higher than that if somebody else has it too. They can move around. It's a, it's a, it's a, obviously these short interest numbers are not static; they're constantly moving. I mean, as people short the stock, so it's a matter of how quickly update updated it is. And you know, I've 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 said before. You know, it's it's confusing to a certain extent because you know, if I'm if a market maker is out there and they're actually long the stock, but they have other orders out there to short the stock higher, they have to actually market short their sale which can throw out those numbers too so those numbers are not perfect um 30.9 some people are saying on finvis 30 so i think i think i would go with those numbers yeah I, i was shocked like i think that number i just grabbed there i think is wrong so 11 22 so you get a lot of different numbers anyways it's significant enough that there's probably some people that all of a sudden you know okay well is there some root truth to this um but you know, let, well, let's take a look. Well, how come they not reload their shorts, Dennis? That we've identified what's going
3: on with the spike there. I think we know that there was the circulation. We know there probably was a squeeze, a little bit of a squeeze happening when when these rebuttals come out. Why don't you think the shorts
1: reload? They're scared of the Robin Hood crowd. They're scared, and I, I actually talked to a reporter two days ago about this. Um, it doesn't matter. Your quantitative analysis doesn't matter at all if Robinhood gets a hold of your stock. Because Robinhood, look at Kodak, K-O-D-K is the best example of this. If the story gets hot, Robinhood will drive price unbelievably. And, you know, we saw Kodak, which was ridiculous, go from $6 to $60. Obviously, it's come all the way back down to $7 3 months later. But this is what you're scared of if you're a short. And I'm going to tell you another thing. Because I, um, you know, I I looked at this and just coincidentally, I actually bought this stock yesterday morning in my long term account. Why did I buy Nikola? I bought it at 2210. And why did I buy it? Because it was the only EV stock that hadn't went yet. And I was like, you know what? This is a sleepy stock here. It's got a d- decent short interest, and all the other EV stories are spiking. So I got lucky to just coincidentally, you know, two hours later, a headline breaks that they know that, you know, that potentially got a deal with GM. So that was luck. But I'm still long the stock. I've sold half of it um, because it had a pretty good spike, but I'm still long half of it. And I mean, this is a story, it's, it's a stock that a story can carry it for a while. So if Robinhood traders get a hold of something like this, This story can get hot. And Robinhood is hungry for EV. Anything EV is just hot. And Nikola was a sleepy stock that hadn't had the the rally of the other EV stocks, probably because it's had so much bad press. You know, people have forgotten about it. But it was kind of predictable that eventually this story would get hot again. And that's why I came on and bought Nikola. I was going to talk about my buy on Nikola the next day there, you know, just to say, hey, I got a new one. You know, this one hasn't moved yet, but obviously it's already moved. So we're not,
2: we're not hating on Robin hood here. I just want to get this, this, this is just what Dennis is pointing out is just market dynamic. Yeah. Market dynamics and market factors. So, um, you know, don't look at it that way. Uh, just real quick. I just want to get in that, um, what Brent did, did there, uh, with GM in researching the story. I mean, I haven't been in the office in a long time, so I haven't been able to see his process, but, You know, what Brent is taking in so much information for so many different sources, and it's his responsibility to find out if this is legitimate information. It's very hard to do because people that are putting this news out want it out. They want it to be picked up. They want it to move their positions in their favor. And that kind of hands on, uh, you know, to be able to pick up the phone and talk to Mary Barra like that. I mean, that is just incredible, Brent, that – you could do something little tongue in cheek there. You guys didn't catch <laughs> that, uh, but no, I mean, that's the kind of, kind of things you got. So I, I just, I just want to compliment you for that. Cause I just, I look at that, you know, the information flow and that's a hard thing to do, but. Um, anyways, and it might not even be
1: nefarious. True. Like it's not, yeah, like true, you might have true. some hmm. activities out there that traders are intentionally, you know, long their stock and they're trying to get it going. But I think it's more just the buzz people are talking. Yeah, Somebody true. probably came across that on the website. And, you know, say, hey, look, Nicola's stuff is up there. And then, you know, it goes like, oh, Nicola, oh, GM the deal must be, you know, people are putting the pieces together just like you might, Brent, you know, you know, mm. from from behind the scenes, and yeah. they might put it together incorrectly. Like you go to the source then and say, okay, well, let's give GM a call. Other traders aren't doing that. They're just assuming, hey, Nicola's on the on the GM website, they must have approved this deal, it must be fully through. And, you know, here we go. So, you know, rumors can really start, you know, into something. And obviously, you know, and this is just a story that wanted to get hot. It wanted a catalyst. And it got that catalyst yesterday. So because the catalyst gets, you know, refuted, doesn't necessarily mean that the stock cools off because this was a story that wanted to get hot. Like I said, I bought the stock prior to this for the simple reason is that I kind of thought it this was a looking story that could get the hot. Other day. It was it sleepy. Was,
2: it, it was really was. It really yeah, and was. you
1: know why else is like Jim kramer had actually you know mentioned it the day before to Faber about Nikola, and I was like, oh, if kramer starts getting on board on this, you know, I'm gonna, you know, this could this could actually move it too. He actually talked it last night too as a hydrogen play. So I mean, there you go. So full disclosure, I'm still long Nikola. I'm hoping to get up to thirty dollars on it, and I'll probably sell it. Um, I had it on just because all the other EV stocks been running. i mean, what I mean, like every single EV stock: Brenster. You know, you can look through them, like Fisker, Solo, KNDI. You know, Neo obviously started it all. Um, well, Tesla started it all, but Neo was the second. You know, one that really started going. But you go through all these: Helion. You know, it, actually HYLN. So here's one for you. That hasn't totally went yet. I don't know. You know, obviously, don't. I'm not saying stick these in your long-term accounts, but if you think that the EV story, I just brought this chart up. Here's one that actually hasn't went that far yet. HYLN. I mean, we saw the ridiculous moves in KNDI, the ridiculous moves in SOLO, um, the ridiculous move really in Fisker, even too. You know, from eight dollars to seventeen in a week and a half. Uh, what other ones, Brentster? You follow these this trade pretty good too. Um, what other EV plays do you like out there? One sec, Dennis, one sec, Dennis, there was Oh, just he's some, got news. There was uh, well, just some jabless
3: claims data coming out. Let's see okay. here. We'll uh, throw it to
1: Spencer. Spencer, give me some more EV names. Well,
0: you just named a bunch of them. Yeah, dad, uh, Ride. What about Ride? Ride? So Ride the chat's Ride, on them. Ride, Fisker, uh, Electromechanica, which is Solo, of course, Tesla, Neo. There's the, the rest of the, the Chinese names uh, like K-N-D-I and L-I and X-P-E-V. Uh, yeah. You've got you've got a new one here that Dennis. You know, yesterday yeah. uh, a new SPAC merger. FIII is the ticker, uh, and they're merging with what some battery company. I'm not even sure, but all you need to know is FIII is a SPAC that is now emerging with another attack. electric oh, vehicle yeah. company. So Jobis claims are just out. Brad, I don't know if you wanted to give those, but I yeah, since
3: they're yeah, ready. sure. So. Uh, A little higher than expected, seven hundred forty-two thousand versus seven hundred seven thousand expectation from economists. Reminder that this is a weekly data point, so that was seven hundred forty-two thousand jobs claims over, uh, not the last week, but that was the period ended Friday, Friday the thirteenth. So
0: getting some interference on your mic, Brent. So I'm going to mute you for a second. Um, All right, yeah. Well, what else did I? I think I named most of the EV plays that, I mean, there are more that I'm missing, I'm sure. Uh, mm. and, and the chat's got them fuel cell uh, workhorse. We missed.
1: Um, well, we were all, Mitch was all over work. This right, chat has I'm, been I all over workhorse saying. forever.
0: Right. Blink. Thank you. Dr. Uh, Dre Day, so Blink. many. Yeah, there's so many. There's
1: dozens of these things, but you know, you look at your charts and the ones that haven't went yet. That's what I was doing on Nico. I, you know, a couple days ago, I was looking at them like, what hasn't went? And I was like, you know what storied stock that everybody talked about six months ago and is sleepy, it's just sitting there and hasn't went yet is Nikola. And then w- once Kramer had said it to Faber, he d- what what Kramer said to Faber, and sometimes, you know, you just get an idea, oh, Kramer might talk this, um, is C- 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 Faber had just said something to Faber in passing about Nikola. And Kramer said, oh, that's tomorrow. So I'm like, oh, he's going to talk <laughs> about this tomorrow. And he did. He talked about it last yeah. night on Mad Money. He talked of it as a hydrogen play. So with along with plug power, he really plugged plug. He plugs plug every day, pun fully intended. Um, But again, you know, he's, um, you know, uh, Kramer can move stocks. I was like, oh, if Kramer's going to talk Nikola, that could kickstart it. Well, it didn't need Kramer to kickstart it because the rumor mill kickstarted it. But, and I was obviously, I just got lucky to be along it because I thought Kramer was going to talk about it. But, you know, sometimes, you know, luck works in trading as well. The setup was there, though. I don't just necessarily just buy something because Kramer's going to talk about it. I want to buy something that needs a catalyst. It needed a catalyst. I thought it was going to be Jim Kramer was going to be the catalyst. And it ended up being, you know, rumors that, you know, this GM deal was finalized. So anyways, you got to look. Stocks want something to look forward to. We all want something to look forward to. My wife says, you know, I want a vacation to look forward to, but we're stuck in COVID and we can't do that. So we all want something to look forward to. And stocks are no different. They want something to look forward to. And if they don't have anything to look forward to, they usually go down. You need a catalyst to kickstart stocks. You know, the reopening stocks are looking forward to the potential of a vaccine. The tech stocks, some of them are looking forward to the potential that the vaccine might get delayed. And, you know, maybe, you know, these stay-at-home stocks like Peloton and Zoom, what they're trying to look forward to is, hey, there might be another couple years of COVID, you know, where it might not go away. So all stocks want something to look forward to. And if you're in a stock, doesn't have something to look forward to you're probably in the wrong stock
2: yep all right that's right, uh, a uh, sold off just a tad there uh on that number we came back we're just hanging out at mid-range here down seven and a half handles got pretty quiet pre-market session though is uh we had uh we headed to the 9 30 a.m opening do you got a wanna- do some more brentster we want to yeah
0: well brent come stocks. hang out with us but i want to i want to make sure his mic works but i want to do some earnings as well uh we haven't covered
2: uh, check NVID- check yeah we
0: got you check. we got you cool. we got you all right i want to cover nvidia as my figure of swim program crashes but that's okay nvidia had earnings last night i'll read you those numbers here the q3 adjusted eps two dollars ninety one cents that was a very nice beat on a two dollar 57 cent estimate sales also beat nicely 4.73 versus 4.41 billion dollars that gave q4 sales guidance that was also above estimates so good earnings good guidance what does that add up to
2: not a great one it adds up to straddle uh uh buyers getting whacked on this one huh dennis look at this thing All i don't
1: right. know i'm not allowed to talk anymore because five people in the chat just told me to shut up so <laughs> I'm, really? I'm just going to sit here silently He's for the next in. 25 minutes and not. No, so you know go. What? Listeners, be nice go. to Dennis. See go, you know, yeah, yeah. Hey. Okay. You know one, I, I, we're going to let the down. chat decide. That one, I keep talking. Damn. Two, I quit and leave right now. If you want me to leave, <laughs> yeah. if it's more twos than ones, I'm going to go trade. Because you what know what? Was... I can no. make more money going and trading than talking chat, to you guys. Man. Don't so chat, let's chat, go. Chat,
2: chat, 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 chat. Don't one, push. Oh, Dennis
1: they, or they, they, okay, so one, I, I think one's supposed to be for me to leave, but I don't know. I no got confused not. on it no on myself too. So, anyways, it's cool. I guess they want me to stay. So, whiskey. Whiskey wanted me to leave. Sorry to disappoint Whiskey, I guess. They today. can
2: leave. They that's can leave. fine. Everybody gets yeah. a title yeah. to their If opinion. you don't, want, know if you don't our like talk. our content, you don't have to listen to our show. I mean, that's just it. This is the way it is, So
0: is. Let's just say that Whiskey's on a timeout. Yeah, Whiskey's going to timeout. out. All right,
3: moving on. <laughs> on, on the a timeout. I'm done.
2: I don't need this. <laughs> what?
3: All right, let's go. Did he leave? Joel, Joel's getting up. He took his headset off. Oh, my God. You people are crazy. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, we're back. Joel, you're back. Okay, Joel's Dennis, on He can't out hear out you. He too. can't hear you.
0: I, I don't actually know where
1: Joel is right now. Um, Joel's Joel, on the timeout too. You guys <laughs> upset Joel?
0: Can we talk in video real fast here?
1: Um, <laughs> yes. I, I'm trying. To keep I wasn't the Joel was supposed to leave? I was gonna leave.
0: I'm trying to keep the trains on the track. Keep, right? the keep, keep us, track.
1: keep us together,
3: Spence. That's what Dennis says. Keep I'm us together.
0: trying. I'm trying. All right, Nvidia. Did you give uh, the
3: guidance, Spence?
0: Yeah, the guidance was good. The earnings were good. I don't quite know.
3: I mean, how much was the stock up this year? Four hundred percent, three hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I mean it's substantial.
3: What what happens with a lot of these kind of reactions is I'll I'll see I'll see traders saying like oh why is it selling off and I'm like you didn't talk to me when the stock was up two hundred percent over the last two months why weren't you interested in why the stock was up then? Yeah.
0: Dennis, what do you? are all you, sil-
1: you, me and Joel went silent. Joel I, left. I, I Joel don't. Got I, don't ticked where, off. I don't know where. I don't know what Joel is. mic drop. I don't know. Actually, I think is. he's just good. He's going to be back in a minute.
4: I don't so know. okay,
1: let's go to Nvidia. We'll I, talk. We'll talk. So my thoughts here are this: simple. It's but it's too much good news has been priced into the stock, like you were saying, Brentster. I mean, here's a stock that has run from two hundred dollars to five hundred and thirty-three. So it needs a little cooling off period. Is the Nvidia story over? hell no i think nvidia is probably much higher when we look at it a year or two from now because it's a storied stock that continues to find catalyst continues to find reasons to go higher but um you know at this time we look at it and it's time to cool off a bit but even after hours even if we look at the after hours chart joel was here he'd be showing us yeah i'll I'll pull up here here. i'll pull up my ThinkOrSwim. uh give me five seconds to
0: pull up my ThinkOrSwim. there we go okay
1: there's my thinker switch. We, we've already bought the dip. The stock was down over 25 points last night. It's only down four bucks here now. So you could come in and say, oh, you know, NVIDIA, I, I said it was down 20 points last night. The lowest 518, so I'm looking at there. So 19 points. It's, it's The dip's already been bought. Yeah. On good stocks, they buy the dips quickly. And, you know, you had a dip right after the call. And obviously, you know, it's, it's back here now. So it's bounced back. It's, it's down four points only NVIDIA. But, I mean, the dip has already been bought uh yeah and <laughs> we're lost without joel look I, how tough this show got without Joel. I kind of we, just, we just need him there for a, a presence i, I know yeah I, I know i'm texting him right now i'm saying joel please we, come back i, I think joel
3: i think joel would probably highlight the 518 low right i mean that, right oh, for on the sure that's there, gonna 518
1: be. i just said joel please come back he's still sure he's listening you. <laughs> whiskey was i just didn't know joking. what joe got mad about i was yeah. the one that was mad Joel, <laughs> rubbed Joel, off on him
0: if joe were here uh he may also highlight 50 percent move which we were long since past i, I think at least in, in the after hour session 50 back from the well
1: but uh oh, we've already I, it's already bounced we've already had the bounce in yeah. nvidia the, the dip got bought remember amd moves along with it here you know what stock has been sleepy and wants a catalyst is amd i'm long it through the call spread This is a stock that's just sitting here. It wants a catalyst. I don't know what that's going to be, but it it seems like you know, um, you know, Lisa Sue will find a catalyst to give us. You know, whether it be, you know, obviously she's done a big acquisition, which the stock got hammered on. But I feel like this is a stock that wants a catalyst too. So Nvidia probably the same boat. It needs something to look forward to. It doesn't have the earnings to look forward to now. So it's going to cool off for a few days. But these stocks, so many headlines, they sign deals, they do different things. Eventually, you know, whether it's Bitcoin and you know what? Probably is going to be Bitcoin. The next AMD NVIDIA Catalyst is probably going to be Bitcoin breaking out through 20,000, making new all-time highs. It gets pressed, and then it's going to be like, OK, what stocks benefit from, you know, bitcoin twenty thousand, and people think about amd and nvidia very quickly so i think if you're bullish bitcoin i think you can't be short amd or nvidia and i'm bullish bitcoin you know what's kind of unique about
3: amd is they announce chip updates and new chips often and the sac doesn't move but when you get news that they're going to delay or intel is going to move up their chip the sac reacts heavily so I don't, I don't quite know how that always works, but that always seems to be the case where we hear a delay and the stock gets, gets cranked or Intel is going to delay and, this, and AMD goes way higher. But when we hear these
1: new chips are coming, traders don't care. What do you think of Intel here, Brent? This is a stock that is, trades like at six or seven or eight times earnings and you got Nvidia trading 40 times earnings or more and AMD trading you know, way higher than that. Obviously a premium put into AMD and NVIDIA. And Intel used to be like if you're Intel execs, you must wonder. You know, you used to be it used to be Intel inside. It was all about Intel. We have yeah. the best chips. And it's like they are for, totally forgotten now. It's like we're never gonna use Intel chips again. The Amberler can be uh is now off for Joel. We have found Joel here once again. <laughs> the Andrew amber alert. I know somebody in the chat gave an amber alert for Joel. Missing, Joel, missing you left for five minutes in the chat and everybody fell apart. We couldn't even
2: handle it. Well, Dennis Dennis said please come back. Dennis never says please. I, I did. I texted him and said, Joel, please come back.
1: <laughs> and I response So I
2: couldn't no. Okay. I was trying to right.
1: technical levels and I'm like, I'm not a technical <laughs> analyst. I don't even know what to do with this. Okay, I was like, right. well, I don't even
2: like charts. <laughs> I just look for the overall Indeed. sleepiness. Could Where are we you... at now? What are we talking about? Spencer, I could take... uh I, I could drive now. We moved now. from
1: NVIDIA to AMD to Intel. I've been talking for five minutes, and Whiskey, if he's back in the chat, is going to yell at me. So, go. We okay. want to know what... I want to think what Brent... First, I ask to Brent. What okay. do you
3: think of Intel? Well, so, how long have we known that Apple was going to announce the M1 chip? That would be a question I would ask.
0: Uh, I don't know. Six months? Maybe more?
3: Well, um, so, how much... Yeah, I mean, Intel's been selling off for a good six months or so i mean when you asked me dennis that was the first thing that came to my mind was was that intel is getting replaced
1: by other chips elsewhere in the industry so you look here though i mean you could argue the same thing with that could be a negative catalyst for amd and nvidia could it not or it's more because intel's in the max that i think it's
2: dead money I mean, you know, really, I mean, there's so many other stocks out there to buy. I mean, you if you want to buy it, it's got monthly support, great monthly support going back to 2018. But if you think about it, if the stock's where it was in 2018, do you really want to own it now? I mean, if you have it for a trade or something, you have some kind of technical thing, but, uh, you know, it's dead money. What's the catalyst going to be, right? What You, you know
1: what? Um, and Dap Dune in the chat bringing up a good point here. What about their Mobileye acquisition? I mean, they did this. We don't hear anything about Mobileye now. But I True. mean, this is the future of autonomous driving, is it not? Is Mobileye? I mean, is there other? You know, is there another industry leader besides Mobileye? Because um, obviously, you know, Intel made this big purchase, but we don't hear anything about Mobileye. Yeah. And if Mobileye was its own stock right now in this environment, Brent, you could probably test this. If Mobileye was still listed. With the, with the craze of autonomous Ooh, good, driving EV, would it not just be blasting off in wow. orbit the stock of Mobileye? But because it's an Intel, you know, there's no love for it whatsoever. I mean, how much is Mobileye worth to Intel? It's got to be worth some money. The last thing that we heard about Intel, uh, about Mobileye,
3: was um, back in July, they were doing a deal with Ford for camera-based collision avoidance in Ford vehicles globally. That's, that's literally the last thing that I've heard about mobile. Eye. Yeah. I maybe they're shifting
2: that. gears. Maybe they're shifting. That's what I'm you know, talking about. Is there a new catalyst? If they're shifting gears, what if they come out and, you know, announce something big with Ford or GM or Tesla, then this is just room. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying this is happening, but maybe they're shifting gears, you know, maybe though they've gotten beat out by these other companies and, Maybe they're restructuring to the go after that market, but um, I mean, you're on support. What else can I say? You know, it, it's on monthly support going back to 2018. Is it, you know, going to go to 35 on you? Yeah, it could, but um, I don't know. It's uh let's see if that's a potent, but it's a good point though, Dennis. And that's exactly what I was alluding to. Well, that, that came from
1: our, our chat. Our yeah, that was a chat. And I was like, that's a good point. When you think about mobile, the chat
2: can be very productive when they want to be.
1: That 99% of the chat is productive. We just get the 1% that likes to just yell at us. <laughs> and you know what it's fine we, we, we get it we'll allow whiskey back in he's not going to be gone forever he we just wanted a time out are... timeout because it was multiple so Mitch you can allow whiskey back in he can come back in. Now. <laughs>
0: and he, up it anymore. he was mean... really yelling
1: it. He was really angry I know I go I, you know what I need that every once in a while you know my wife yells out at me for it too you know talking over everybody and getting all excited and my wife used to have this little thing she'd poke me you know I'm talking too much she'd poke me I'd be at the dinner table she'd poke me under the table she'd be like
2: stop talking just stop talking Stop talking. Oh yeah, so, it's not just about stocks. I just talk about everything. I just talk. Well, well, we used to go out with dinner with friends. Lisa used to like kick me under the table or something if I. Started. <laughs> Maybe that's it. just the wife. Well, we don't go. <laughs> we don't go out to dinner with friends anymore. So whatever. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I, we don't I, go out for dinner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you Don't I, have to worry about getting kicked. My shins never felt so
2: good. What stock? Let's go to another stock.
0: All right. Well, you talking about dead money, and the thing about stocks that that are, are can be considered dead money is that can change, right? And and has that changed here in L Brands this morning? Um,
1: oh, Brands. yeah, Dennis. Holy Did you go into my account
2: and sell this for me? You're a
1: genius, Joel. I'm <laughs> telling you, Joel's <laughs> got to be the best long-term investor. Yeah. He's better than Buffett. Oh, he's yeah. better than Portnoy. Oh. Joel, He's got. look <laughs> at his long-term <laughs> portfolio. He buys L Brands of all stocks. Why would you ever want yeah, to wh- L L Who buy the buy hell wears one? lingerie anymore? Anyways. It just keeps going up. The stock just keeps on going. He's got Peloton. He's got Al Brands. He's got Tesla. Every single stock you've got is like the best stock in the S and P. And I got most. Of I the just S&P. gotta uh, start st- start looking. Show your portfolio. We just gotta buy all Joel stocks because those stocks just went. Anyway, you know one, we know the, the mastermind search. behind it too. Lisa. It's Lisa.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah. Lisa. it's so funny, though, because like I know like I have like this bearish tent on the show and I, you know, I love bear markets and down markets. But like, you know, whenever the markets are going crazy, I like my buddies are like, you know, what what do you think? And I'm like, just stay long. You know, the market always goes up, you know, and they're like, Stocks oh, well, up. what about the election and this, that and the other thing? So I saw my Microsoft. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, don't don't sell here. Wait. wait. I always say like, wait a week, you know, wait a month. <laughs> You know, and then wait, wait it, a week
0: forever. Just wait a week forever. Just wait.
2: Just wait. You know, I'm not gonna make a call there, but uh anyways, uh L Brands, I, I really wanted to sell it before the report, but uh Lisa won't let me sell. So <laughs>
1: the sell button was ripped off know. your computer.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you about that. I The only thing when I, when stocks get in this kind of stratosphere and they, they do these kinds of things then I just say, okay, well, you know, maybe it was overvalued at a hundred, right. And maybe it was undervalued at like seven bucks, you know? So where's, you're nowhere near a 50% retracement yet. And I'm even off on the hundred. So I don't know if it keeps 50, I don't know. Just look at the pre-market high. We're short term. Let's talk short term. I don't know. Can it hold out the $6 gains? If it holds 39, yes. There's got to be a pile of stock at 40 since we haven't been at 40 like in 100 years in this thing. We haven't been at over 40 since uh, March of 2018. Keep an eye on the pre-market high and see if there's any paper at 40.
0: And where else did I want to go? There's a couple more earnings. Uh, Macy's? Up-
2: yeah, yeah, okay. The Indeed. opposite
1: of L Brands. <laughs>
0: uh Mitch and I were talking about Macy's uh, yesterday uh off offline and and we were, we agreed I said that you know back in March if you had asked me I would have told you Macy's is, is dead they're done there's no way before Macy's, COVID we thought they, they were done before <laughs> COVID I thought there's no way Macy's gets out yeah. of this uh the, the the report uh this morning the numbers were you know the numbers were what they were they beat on the EPS they beat on their sales um, I have not looked at, at the charts this morning, but I, I'm amazed that Macy's has, has kind of gotten this far to be honest. All right, it's only all right, it's at 852. Um I'm amazed that Macy's has held on for as long as it has, honestly.
1: You're so, seeing yeah. the reopening stocks get bought on the earnings dips though. Kohl's was the classic example. It came out with earnings, had the big spike in the vaccine news, and then it came out with earnings and they actually they actually hit the stock initially. And then they just turned around and started buying it here. So I just be cautious getting bearish on macy's here because we have this whole buzz going around reopening stocks now this is a pullback it's it's uh, somebody in the chat said they would take calls over macy's me too i would take calls over macy's twice you know every day of the week and twice on sunday but i wouldn't be fully bearish here macy's for the simple reason is that this reopening trade this buzz around the vaccines has really got you know a lot of these stocks you know trading hotter so if i was short macy's i would cover it um, I don't think I got the guts to go long it because of the story you just told. And, you know, obviously I still think this is a long ways to really turn this company around. It was obviously down and out before COVID happened, but it's the kind of stock that could get carried if the reopening trade, you know, starts to continue to have wind in the sales.
2: Uh, th- yeah. Th- oh, good. Go ahead. I was
3: just going to say in Dennis, what you're highlighting is super important because the specific commentary that Macy's was given on their call was wasn't wasn't uh pessimistic they they were relatively optimistic i thought with a lot of their commentary but it doesn't really matter what you're highlighting is a much bigger picture theme right that that's what's driving stocks these retail stocks these reopen stocks right now it's not even really the specific stories about macy's itself or cole's itself it's it's something much bigger i think right
1: now that's for all the stocks there's certain environments where micro you know the individual company affects have a stronger effect, but on the big names right now, you know, aside from the story stocks like Tesla and the EV trade and stuff on overall, you know, tech versus value, this is the theme that is driving stocks every single day. It's like, okay, well, the virus, you know, they're watching numbers and they're hitting the reopening stocks because, you know, we got Chicago talking about lockdown and then positive vaccine news comes out and that trade completely reverses,
2: reverses
3: being yep.
1: driven by, you know, big headlines revolving around COVID. So COVID is a driver for all of this stuff. And, you know, we don't know what the next headline is going to be. I mean, if, you know, we get, you know, talks of more lockdowns, reopening stocks take a hit on that. If we get more positive vaccine data, reopening stocks rip higher on that. So, you know, it's impossible to know what the next headline is going to be. But it's also important to know what, you know, if you're buying a stock, what's affecting it outside the individual company effects. And I think, you know, that's why Kohl's ripped higher after the earnings that weren't even that great. Um, But, it ripped higher because there's shorts that want to get a hell out of this now. And they're looking at this as like, okay, well, Kohl's is one of the better retailers if we pull out of this. Um, and you know if we're going to go full reopening, I'm going to buy this dip that this earnings report is giving me. And it was quickly bought.
2: Yeah, I'll throw out the high, throw out the low there in Macy's. I see it trading down 47 cents. Uh, the close is going to be very important for this today. If it gets back about that close at 899, a high at 926. So I think after that dip, you might see some uh, paper ganging up at nine. So I like the close there. Uh, we are through yesterday's low. So I'm gonna split the lows from uh Tuesday, uh Monday and Tuesday and call it 760. I think you find buyers in that area too. So uh keep an eye on the close and then uh decent support would be 750, 760 area, area of two lows.
1: Seven minutes left here. Can we do some chat uh tickers, ticker time from the chat?
2: You know what, before we do that, before we yep. do that, I want I want to ask Brent a question. Yo. Okay, so uh, Brent, the last time I saw you was in the office, and uh, it was—I believe it was the last last Friday in February, right? Yeah. yeah. And you pulled me aside. We have our talks about the markets and stuff. And you said, "Man, the news flow is different." You said, "You know, we're seeing the COVID, we're seeing this stuff," but you said, "You know, it's different this time. It really, you, like, you were concerned." And I was like, and, and Dennis and I, we had been talking about this before. And we had talked about it on the show and stuff. And I came home that night and, and I spoke to Lisa, my wife's a physician. And she said, you know what? you not going downtown anymore. You know? And I, that was the last time. And, uh, and your perception, like the way that you said that to me, I was like, holy mackerel, you know? Blank is going to hit the fan. And that's just because you're looking at the news flow. You're looking at everything that's coming in. And you just, that was your instinct. So now I want to ask you what's your instinct now? I mean, you're seeing the news flow. Hmm. This is what? This is almost the end of November. And you gave me that that signal at the end of February. So, you know, looking at it now objectively, and not giving investment advice, obviously, but like in that pit of your stomach, like, like, what what are you feeling now?
3: Well, so I think I I think I had said that to you, Joel, because it was the pace the pace of news had changed. I I've been doing this news thing for. A long time and there's usually a pretty flat like pace of news there's seasonality there's earning season etc and when it was the end of february going into march i mean every headline was about was about some kind of coronavirus development this this person has it or this city has it and it's an outbreak and so that was i think why i gave you that when i back in february joel i think now I mean, I saw a headline yesterday. It was uh, a Fed official, uh, Barkin is the guy's name. He is the, I can't remember which uh, Fed region he is, but he was saying there's a hope that everybody could be vaccinated in the United States, every, everybody quote everybody, by the end of summer. And it's like, well, what does that Fed official really know about a vaccine? I don't I don't know. He probably doesn't know a ton about what, you know a vaccine but it's it's the tone i think it's i feel like there is a little bit of hope out there right now that you know we do have an end in sight and when it was the end of february the the market's vision was like two weeks ahead of it literally a week or two i was going into each week getting ready to report the news and i was like i just need to get to end this week because that's how far the market's looking out the market was so so cloudy as far as uh, awareness was the the path forward and we we do have a path forward now we we know that good it we we do we do know that it is a vaccine that 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 goal of the path hasn't changed it's it's always been we need a vaccine but there is starting to get into the market i think a lot more optimism that maybe by the end of next summer there will be some
2: normalcy again Okay. I mean, that's what the market's pricing in. So, uh, great. All right. Well, um, will it be a time for us to go to Mudgee's for the Lobster Fest?
3: Oh my gosh, Joel. We missed the so. lobster fest. I had I had mudgies uh a couple a couple weekends ago actually. They have a nice little outdoor setup. You can get your to go stuff. So Okay. Maybe, maybe it right. won't be back to normal joe but maybe we can go get some carry out and go sit in a park somewhere or something.
2: We missed it this year. <laughs> I know you wanted me to come down, but uh yeah, the board okay, team buddy. was on. But uh, yeah, All yeah. right, Bradster, we got to go do a few tickers here. Thanks for coming on. We're awesome, going to have guys. to we're going to have to talk off air and uh Figure out how to do this.
3: Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. Later. Thanks, hey, Brent. Wants we'll to, we'll to
0: get
2: your new headset and mic while we're at it.
3: Yeah. Sorry <laughs> no. about that, guys.
0: That was Brent Slava. He's the uh, head of Benzinga's news desk. I want to do some tickers in the chat real fast. A couple people asked about why why this was a target of Muddy Waters oh, yesterday. Wow. They what a are story. out. Muddy Water. Uh, not Muddy Waters. Uh, the company Joy's out this morning refuting the report, saying that they are open to. Uh, to showing having cash verifications Money Waters claims were basically that YY which is essentially the, the twitch of China it, it was falsifying uh, the streaming revenue, the revenue that, that streamers can make on their platform uh, and that it was all run by bots essentially uh, the, the company enjoys saying uh, we are open to cash verification and we are willing to show you and um, prove to you that you're wrong so that statement was, was out this morning from the company and YY is making some gains back here
1: I mean, you look at this and obviously, you know, from the Muddy Waters report, but, you know, the allegations were so significant to a point. I'm trying to find it here. They were saying something over 80% of the revenue they believed was fraudulent. So this was just a crazy
0: 90% 90
1: of the revenue they were saying was fraudulent. So they're basically saying this company is just a fraud. Um, You know, it's one thing to say, you know, and sometimes Citron or Muddy Waters comes out with the company, you know, and they say something, you know, there's some counting stuff going on here. But when you're saying 90% of the company is a fraud, and it's a Chinese company, because we know we went through the luck and coffee thing, we've went through multiple things. And, you know, obviously, we know accounting regulations in China are much different than they are, you know, they don't have the gap accounting principles over in, in, in China. So it really spooks the market when you start hearing about potential fraud. And that's why it absolutely got slaughtered on this to the tune of giving back its entire summer gain in one day. 100 down to 70 bucks it balances predictably the company's defending themselves and saying muddy waters is bsing all of this um we don't know what the true facts are there it's not going to bounce all the way back though because now you've got investors nervous um as muddy waters you know uncovered something that you know could potentially be a fraud i I would would just
0: i would just say this chinese companies and allegations of fraud name a more iconic duo you can't there how many times have we seen this story before it doesn't it
2: feels like anyway
1: Joel, it it spooks yeah, investors big tough.
2: time. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't short this thing off that news, and I wouldn't go. I mean, it's just like the there's certain things you can, can control in the market, your risk reward, you know, the value... like things like this. It's just such a coin flip. I mean, I wouldn't short it on that. You know, it would have been a great trade yesterday shorting it, but you know, if you took it home overnight, you got jammed. I mean, these are. You know the the company comes out and defends it. They're just tough things to trade. It's actually quieted down right now, so eighty five seems to be where uh, the bulls and the bears are squaring off. So I would just I would just keep an eye on eighty five today. But a lot of people stuck that a were long in the first place and b tried to buy the dip yesterday. So I'm calling for an inside day. And in why why? How's that for some technical analysis?
1: Everybody wants Palantir yeah, um, yeah. Okay. I, I said it two days ago I think it was stock with around 17 and change I was like uh, it's breaking out I think it goes a lot higher I didn't change my tune here in one day I think you buy pullbacks and pltr I think the stock's going to be significantly higher because the story is just starting to cook it's starting to get like I mean it's went I mean it's went 11 to 18 so you're chasing it a bit here but I think the stock's going over 20 um in the near future there's a. US army contract that's the catalyst here today. But this story is just hot still. So until you get that ugly candle, I mean, there's a lot of momentum traders that are piling in here right now. And Robinhood gets a hold of this thing. And maybe they already have because of the stock trades so much. Um, but it, it's hard to fight the tape on this one. So knowing nothing about the fundamentals of the company, i just say it's a new IPO. And Robinhood's kind of got a hold of it right now. So I think it could continue to go.
2: All right, SP's just hanging out mid-range here at uh at nine oh two. Uh Spencer, you wanna cover any more or you wanna to, wanna to wrap up. Oh let's just for do
0: today? one let's just do one or two more. Uh, I saw a few people mention DraftKings.
2: So so let's
0: mention that one real fast. That one's starting to, starting story, to story,
1: heat up again. story, 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 story. Story is hot here again. I screwed this one up. I bought it too soon at 41 and then I, I took some heat on it and it bounced back and I traded it in for pen um which pen's done okay i wish i owned them both though so i'm still <laughs> long pen i'm still long lca i think lca is going to be the play by the way this is going to you know they got another contract in illinois is here today this going to be golden nugget gaming i think when they eventually do complete the merger and i don't know if we have a projected date for that or if they even tell you but when they eventually project to uh, uh, complete the merger i think golden nugget gaming is Damn. going which is going to be lca is uh is gonna be a storied stock that Robin Hood could even grab a hold of. So I am still long LCA. Um I'm still long Penn Gaming. I wish I was still long DraftKings.
2: Uh I'm trying to get uh the uh boy, this fifty dollar area. Woo, look at that. That's halfway that was a big old decline, getting halfway back. And you know what other number is gonna stick out to me in this one? Fifty two. Because uh, that was the the offering price. So you're getting half back of the move, maybe consolidate here, hold on for a couple of days, and then Maybe some people, uh, you know, fifty-two is still a relevant number, but uh, nice, nice, nice bounce back here in DraftKings trading up a buck twenty-seven in the pre-market. I'm sure a lot of swing traders and stuff that maybe got caught in this, or you know, little yeah. momentum traders, they'll say hey, fifty bucks. I'll use that as a target, but there's really nothing on the daily chart. The the next major technical level for me is right around that fifty-two area. Uh, before it broke down, you had three consecutive high. Oh, yeah, a lot of congestion there. Four consecutive highs from fifty-one seventy to uh, fifty-two fifty-two. Yep, just throw fifty-two. The online That's sports
1: betting story is not going away anytime soon. And yeah, you know, football. We only have one sport really on right now, which is football. But NBA has got a projected date coming here. NHL is coming back. We will get a major league baseball season next year. I mean. You know, sports are going to be coming back hard here, especially if we get the vaccine, like just anticipate a year from now, if we're all vaccinated, we're all going back to normal, people will be hungry for sports, they'll be hungry for everything. You know, you could really see how this story could really get hot. I mean, the, the alternative is this is a reopening play. Penn Gaming, DraftKings are not lockdown stocks. These are reopening stocks to a certain extent, in my opinion, because if you start to lose sports, these things start to go down. Obviously, if we got to go to lockdown, COVID takes over and they start canceling, you know, sporting events. That's going to slam these stocks. So these stocks want a reopening. They are grouped in the reopening stocks. At least I have them grouped in the reopening stocks, even though they're trading like storied stocks as well. Uh, but I just see a lot of catalysts here going forward for all three
2: of those companies you know what's another and i don't know how much wagering will be done on it but you know we have a potentially and hopefully a huge uh, sports catalyst coming in the middle of the summer in 2021
0: hopefully we got the olympics yeah. I, i'm i'm crossing my fingers on that one yep, well, yep.
2: that that chatter will start soon too yep. yep yep and that that is that will be a really good indication of where we're at you know, with this virus. Because you're bringing people together from all over the world, huh? I don't know. Is yeah. Detroit a major sports city? Not right now. I mean, we love our sports, but man, everything's in the doghouse in uh, in the Motor City.
0: All right. That, that'll be a wrap for us today. Uh, it was a fun show. It was an eventful show. We want to thank all the participants and all of our chats on Benzinger Pro, on com. And of course, on YouTube, we appreciate all the uh, super chat and comments on YouTube as well. You can know, always send us an email, premarketadfinsandgun.com, with any questions, comments, or concerns. Hit that like button. Show us some love. We appreciate the likes, the subscribes, all of it. Uh, thanks to Brent Slava for joining us today. We haven't spoken to Brent in quite some time. It was good to hear his voice. He had some great insights, especially around the, uh, the S&P Global Announcement uh, page. Uh, so thanks to Brent For that, you can catch a replay of this show on YouTube or or also on every major podcast platform. And please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. One more
2: thing, too. uh, Please no one tell Lisa that I got up and left the show because she'll say I'm, I'm acting like a big baby.
0: We won't tell Lisa. (laughs) We also won't tell Lisa. The real reason was that you had to go to the bathroom, but that's okay. (laughs) All right. Everyone have a good rest of your day. Uh, We'll see you. Oh, also the SPAC show at 11 o'clock. We're going to be talking the SPACs that were discussed on today's show. So the SPAC show at 11, Uh, that'll be it for us. We'll talk to you later in the day. Everyone, good
4: luck. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone.